0: You don't need to wait till you have the logo to look perfect on the outside. You don't need to uphold this perfect external identity. You don't need to do that in order to make a valuable contribution. You really don't. And so I hope that if anything, that's what you take from this episode, because this is me doing that. I haven't changed my website. I haven't changed my podcast art. I haven't changed my logo. Nothing's changed. And for many of you listening, you'll be listening to these past couple of episodes thinking I knew all of this already, because it's actually what's been going on behind the scenes in my business for a long time, hopefully what you can hear is there's a change within me. So I hope that at the end of this episode, you got what you came for. And if anything, it's inspired you to stop waiting around and get going on whatever it is that you're feeling a bit stuck on, that you're feeling a bit of resistance in making meaningful progress towards. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross, a personal development partner to those in business who want to get out of their own way and truly thrive out there in business and in here in their inner world. Before I dive into this episode today, just to let you know, the inquiry link is in the show notes if you would like to book a call to inquire about my services. But without further ado, let's get stuck in. Now, this is part two of... Uh, two-part... <laughs> episode because it was longer than I had anticipated and wanted it to be. So I broke it into two. So in the first part of this episode, I talked about why we can often hold back from owning our evolution out loud and the costs of that. Um, And I also shared a few tips of mine to if you are feeling stuck and if you are feeling that there is resistance inside (laughs) to, to stepping forward and making meaningful progress with your own evolution and with change then I shared a few tips in that episode to unstuck yourself by just waking you up to a few facts it can be really easy to not see what is what is real and what is true because our doubts and our fears roar really loudly when there is change on the horizon. So in this episode, in part two, I want to give you an insight into what those changes are. And like I said in the last episode, I think that for my clients, they're not going to be surprised. Like this isn't really isn't a big deal, but what I haven't yet done is owned these things out loud. And I really feel like it's important to do. I think where I left off in the last episode was saying that one of the biggest skills that running my own business has taught me and I continue to cultivate is the skill of cultivating my own inner grounded confidence. And that is especially for me when it comes to talking about what I do and what I offer without outsourcing my feelings on the response that I get or without requiring external input, like, well, what do you think? And what do you think? No, what do I think? Let me give myself validation. Let me give myself affirmation. Let me give myself approval. And it's very different, right? Of course, we seek um, we seek support. We seek guidance. We seek outside opinions and influences for us to be able to see things clearly. And that's a good thing, but not when you're basing everything inside of you on it. You know, not when you're basing your value on it, not when you're basing your self-worth on it, not when you're basing your ability to make progress towards something on what other people think, that's when it's not a good thing, right? And I know that this is huge, not just for me, but for you guys, for a lot of you guys too, because when we don't, when we don't own this, we become codependent on out there, on business results, on likes, on opinions. Essentially what we're saying is I can be confident in me when I see you be confident in me. You know, we rely on client testimonials for our to bump up and beef up our own sense of uh, value. I can approve of me when you do. I can feel validated when the business results are there or when the money is there or whatever. I can then. I can only think that this is great when you tell me it's great. And that's a kind of codependency that I certainly do not want to cultivate. And I definitely don't want running the show in my business. So with all that said, that's why I want to reintroduce myself, reintroduce my work, and I want to plant my flag. So let's start with who my work is for. I was recently um i want to tell you a story. I was recently out with some of my oldest friends, not old as in age, you know, like old old friends, who also happen to be successful in business they they are in roles, they're in jobs, they're in employment, and they just so happen to be really successful in what they do and really amazing in what they do. And one of them said to me, hey, Nick, you know what you should do a podcast on? And I thought, this will be interesting. And they said, you should do an episode on how it affects relationship dynamics between a man and a woman when the woman earns more. And it was in that moment where the penny dropped. And I thought, she loves me so much which she doesn't know what I do. (laughs) Don't talk about relationships of any sort. I don't help people with that. And sure, like I know that my work extends out in that capacity. So for example, I know that a side effect of impact of my work is impacting people's relationships positively, but that's a byproduct of my clients doing their inner work. It's not what I do. But this time was different. This time, instead of me getting like all het up inside and being like, oh my God, they don't understand what I do. And it, there was a real shift inside of me, a real sense of ownership. You know, there's that old story that I know I've told in previous episodes of, oh, Nikki's like Chandler Bing. Everyone knows that she's got a decent job, but no one really knows what she does. And this time I felt myself take real ownership of it. You know, I've, I've sat with this, like I said, in the last episode, I've sat with this over time. Um, I acknowledge some things like I acknowledge, is it hard to explain what I do? Yeah, it can be, especially to those who don't buy into an inverted commas, personal development, you know, I can sniff a mile off someone who sees this kind of work as fluffy and I can see the moment I meet someone, I can, I can just tell if they leave their inner world unexplored. And in my opinion, they pay the price and the people around them do, but that's not, they're not my people. They're not who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to my people. When I bring content to the inner work conversation I trust that the people who tune in and listen to these episodes, they get it. I trust that the people who come to work with me in whatever capacity, they get it. So when my friend said that in, that in that moment, I realized, yeah, you know, it is hard for me to explain what I do, but that is not an excuse for me to uphold. It's on me. And then I have another friend. Yes, I have more than a few friends. <laughs> And then I actually have another close friend who I was then speaking to after this had happened, um, and she owns three businesses, and she's very much a branding expert. It's something that just comes very naturally to her. I was talking to her about this, and she said to me, Nikki, you either tell the world who you are, or the world will tell you who you are. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. Penny has dropped And you know, will people misunderstand you sometimes, sometimes even on purpose? I'm not saying that it's on us to control everyone's perception of us. What I am saying is it's on us to take ownership of the things that we want to avoid taking ownership of. And for me, that is being clear on what I do and who it's best fit for and really owning the results that I get for my clients. And at this point in this episode, you're wearing one of two hats, right? You're listening because you are interested in my work, and you want to use this episode as another tool to help you gauge and decide. You know, is is this is working with Nikki something that's going to be valuable for me to do? This episode's going to contribute towards that. Or you're listening to this episode with the hat on of I, I, I share this like I want to hear you evolve out loud because evolving out loud is something that I am also doing in business. And either way, I encourage you're welcome here. <laughs> but I, either way, I encourage you to keep listening to this episode and decide in advance that you will take from it what what you want, what you need from the rest of this episode. So let's dive into it. Who do I best serve <laughs> as a business? It's really simple. I best serve those in business who understand that most business problems are actually personal problems in disguise. Like I've lit I posted about this on Instagram recently and it's nuanced, there's context to it. But even when, you know, just saying that again, I work with people in business who understand that most business problems are personal problems in disguise. And even when it is a business problem, there's normally some inner stuff holding them back from sorting out that business that business problem. I could, that is like a whole thing I could go into. I'm not gonna. But for my one-to-one work, more specifically, I wanna talk in this episode around who gets the best bang for their buck when they come to work with me on a one-to-one basis, who gets the best return on investment, because it's not just about what I bring to the table. It is also about who my client is, where they are in life and in business right now. And there is a best fit. Over time, I have come to realize that there is a best fit, and I want to talk about it. So I'm going to say it in a sentence then I'm going to break it down. My best fit clients are typically established service based small business owners. It's typically established service based small business owners. And there is more to them. But let's just break that down so that you can hear where I pluck that sentence out from. So break it down. I say typically because I do work with people who don't own their own businesses. I do. I work with people inside the Thrive First method. And I also work with people on a one-to-one basis who do not own their own business. However, the caveat to that is their jobs, typically in a director role or, or some level of role that gives them... A huge level of autonomy and freedom, which is similar to that of a business owner. So that's why I say, typically, like I said before, established service based small business owners. Established, because I need you to have been around the block. <laughs> I think that the priorities in terms of personal development priorities and also budget priorities of someone who is, you know, six to 12 months in business as opposed to two to three plus years in business. They've got different challenges, they've got different priorities. I need you to have been around the block. And I also do believe, I could be wrong and I'm willing to be wrong, but I do believe that when you're setting up a business, you're usually on a real budget, not just financially either, when it comes to also your time and your energy. And I believe that when it comes to assessing development needs, you all know that I love a good training needs analysis. I could literally spend the whole episode talking about it. And so The thing is, when you're in the first starting blocks of business, I think that from a return on investment perspective, when you're at that stage in business, the beginning stages, my work one to one is desirable, but it's not necessarily essential. For example, there are if you think about it in terms of there's things that I need to be able to know able to do and behavioral things that I need to be able to cultivate and then my inner world to be able to support. At those beginning stages, you are literally learning. You're learning how to do your accounts. You're learning how to market yourself. You're learning the skills of um, developing a network and building trust with clients. You're, you're setting up your processes. You, there's all of these essential things. And of course, you know, when we're developing skill of any nature, you'll have inner work to do in executing that skill, but you can't do it all at once, nor can you spend all of that money all at once. My one-to-one work is for established business business owners of small service-based businesses the people who benefit the most from my work, they're established, they've been around the block, they've sort of laid their foundations and they're recognising now that the problems that they're up against in business, they are coming from themselves. And then lastly, service-based business owners. I think that the people who get the best bang for their buck, the biggest return on investment, meet that criteria because they have massive freedom and flexibility in their daily choices in business. And whilst that's amazing... You literally have a blank canvas upon which to create and design and be productive meaningfully. The downside to that is when you have a professional upbringing in corporate literally running through your veins and also a personal upbringing, usually my clients typically by parents who are from the generation of work harder and don't worry about if you enjoy your work, you just get the money and work harder and seek security and seek certainty When you have all of that, when you've grown up in that and you have it literally running through your veins, it can leave you feeling lost in that freedom, feeling like you want to color outside the lines and do it your way and create what only you can. But you've got what I call the corporate hangover. So there's all of this conditioning that says all of that is wrong for you to dare think you can do it differently. The good girl conditioning, the work hard conditioning, the good pupil conditioning, the sit nice and be quiet conditioning. So while all of that freedom is great, many don't yet know what to do with it for those reasons. And that's where my work comes in. What we're doing is increasing their tolerance to perceived risk, perceived uncertainty, and developing trust and acceptance within themselves. So it's like the standard description. Let me go into the attributes of this person. But before I do, there is something that every single one-to-one client has said to me, bar none. And do you wanna know what it is? On every consultation form, they say they are ready. They're ready. What does that mean? It means that they are sick of their shit. (laughs) They're sick of perpetuating the same shit. They're sick of navigating in the same cycles. They're sick of using their same old excuses. They're more done with the discomfort of now than they are the discomfort of change. Like they're ready. And I think that's really important to point out because I genuinely, like I have, avoided what I'm doing right now for a while. And that's because I haven't been ready. My inner world wasn't ready and that's okay. So I just want to, I just want to point that out. Like it's what I'm not saying is if you're not ready, then that's bad. I'm just saying that when, by the time one-to-one clients get to me, they're ready. And that's not something that I can ever rush. I, I don't really sell as in I don't go to people and sell my services because I trust that when they're ready, they'll come. I genuinely believe that. And that is my experience, especially with my one-to-one clients, when they are ready, they will come. And there has to be that willingness. There has to be the willingness because this work, it's not easy. It is uncomfortable. And so they have to be ready for that. They have to take that step forward for me to meet them. As opposed to me pulling them forward and trying to enforce change, you know? So anyway, uh, lastly, I want to let you know, like I said before, there are absolutely trends throughout my clients in terms of their personal attributes and also what they want, the opportunities they want to unlock through this work together. So I'm going to comment on that and then I'm going to wrap the episode up by telling you a little bit about my vision for Thrive Life and Business moving forward and how it impacts things for me and moving forward for the business, like my services, my pricing, prioritizing, positioning, etc. So a little bit about who I best work with or who's best fit for this work. Firstly, something I've already mentioned either in this episode or in part one of this episode, they really deeply understand that most business problems are personal problems in disguise. They're at a stage in business where they've normally bought the marketing course, they've bought the business strategy courses, and maybe they've not finished them or implemented the learning and therefore not seen a return on investment because of their own inner shit. This is what I find time after time. Time after time, mostly when my one-to-one clients get to me, they get it. They get that most business problems are personal problems in disguise. And when it's not a personal problem in disguise, when it is a business problem, there's usually a personal reason that they're not fixing it. Like (laughs) it's all about for them. It's all about the inner work and they take ownership of that and they're willing to take ownership of that. And by that, what I mean is they recognize that it might not be their fault It might not be their fault that they've got this conditioning that lives inside of them that feels so strong, so compelling and feels so trapping, so um, constricting, but it is their responsibility. And that said, therefore, they're unwilling to keep blaming their circumstances for lack of change. They want to take ownership. They want to ask and get the support that they need to effectively navigate the challenges that life and business will bring up and the discomfort that can sometimes be brought up when they are experiencing success. Because that's a thing. That's a thing. Not being able to hold success, not being able to hold joy is also a thing. And so, My clients are not only willing to step into that discomfort, but they're grateful for the help and the support of sitting and learning how to sit with that discomfort and how to sit with their own truth. Because up until this point, they haven't been willing to see it because they've thought that they couldn't handle that and the feelings of discomfort that all of that brings about. And therefore, some of the problems that they've been experiencing by the time they get to me is being ruled and driven by fear, and then acting from fear and actually also inaction because of fear, they've been afraid of failure and judgment and it's been causing them to do some wacky things like avoiding things, procrastination, self-sabotage, doing things so poorly that they ensure failure so that they can feel like they've got some level of control over it. They put pressure on themselves to be more, do more, and it's impacting things. It impacts their relationships. It impacts their relationship with themselves, how, you know, how they see themselves, their own sort of inner compass of who they believe themselves to be. It leaks into everything, but ultimately it holds them back from really going for it. That's the thread that I see with all of them. It really holds them back for really going for it. And that, in terms of what it's costing them in business, yeah, it's costly, but it's more impacting their inner world it's holding them back from doing their best work it's holding them back from showing up authentically as themselves it's it's holding them back from wanting what they want and delivering what only they can deliver and yes they may have developed some detrimental habits to help them cope with the overwhelm of all of that so long days no boundaries It might play out through their pricing. It might play out through how much they bend and flex and contort themselves into shapes that other people want them to be. They all tend to really want the same things. You know, they want to clear the layers of shit so that they can actually evolve from solid foundations. They want the tools to help them navigate things differently and stop repeating the same shit cycles. And they want They want to be in their own corner. And sometimes it's hard to be in your own corner when you've been battling with yourself for so long. So having me in their corner is helpful so that they can see the opportunities that they never thought they would be able to see. They want more freedom from fear. They want to stop worrying so much. They want to have more quality free time. They want to understand themselves and be able to spot their own triggers before they spiral and get stuck. They want to live. Like really, when I say thrive in life and business they really want to do that by finding peace within themselves by saying yes to aligned work and making confident business decisions not just people pleasing ones you know you can hear in all of this that yes we're dealing with business issues but let's not forget that it's the person that that is dealing with the business issues and so it's the inner work like my promise is that you will change your inner experience that you're having of business I want you to feel good enough. I want you to have a grounded self sense of self-confidence. I want you to know yourself and I want you to trust yourself. I want you to trust that you'll be able to cope with the challenges of business. I want you to have more peace. I want you to know that you can fuck up and still be okay. I want you to have confidence in your way of doing things and stop questioning yourself over and over again and wasting your own time. And ultimately, what we do in this journey is move you through what's holding you back and keeping you stuck in the now, whilst by osmosis, helping you unlearn and stop conforming to conventional ways of being that are stopping you from being you and building new habits, new behaviors, new habitual thought patterns that support a more empowered you based style approach in business. And that is also that you can thrive in life and business again you can deeply enjoy your experience in life and business again. So I hope that gives you an understanding as to where someone is when they invest. If that sounds like you and you're thinking, oh my God, she's just explained me, that's not because it's just like a happy coincidence. That's because they're the people who I work with. And sometimes they come to my door thinking that they're alone and that they're in a very unique situation. And by the time they hear me say, oh no, this is very normal, this is the kind of work that I do and you are the kind of person that I work with, that alone is reassuring. So I hope that what you're hearing, if this resonates with you, is reassuring to hear that it's not a unique experience that you're going through. I hope that you feel less alone in your experience by by hearing what I'm saying. So all of this and owning it out loud has really got me in thinking, ultimately, I sort of have really zoomed out and thought about, well, what does this mean for me? And my vision of thrive life in business and what I want, and there are more specific and tangible goals that I think I definitely am playing with. But if I really think about what I want for me as a business owner as an a, and as a leader in my own business, I want to continually be sought after and it, the reason why this has been such an important step for me is because I want to be sought after by the right people, I have so much to give and I said in the last episode in part one of this, my work really does come from the heart. It comes from a place of generous service. That's how I feel when I'm serving my clients, when I'm recording these episodes. It feels like heart-led. It feels like it's coming from the heart. It doesn't feel like a tactic or something that I'm putting on. It feels like it's coming from a desire within me to be generous in my giving of service. And so when I'm sought after, I want it to be sought after by the right people and I I want to make sure that because that's what fulfills me. When I see my clients getting so much value from the services that I give, that makes me feel great and I want that for myself. I didn't leave a fucking well-paid career to be doing work that I don't enjoy or I don't feel deeply fulfilled by you know, I want to be booked, but by the right people. I want to be well thought of. I want to be valued. I want to be trusted. And so I said, didn't I, in the, in the part one of this episode that, and in the introduction to this episode, I said that I will also touch on how will this change my business. And if I'm honest, I don't know yet. I, in many ways, It won't change anything because this is the work that I do and this is the work that I've been doing. But I imagine openly and out loud owning some of this will also see me saying no to more things. And I can also see it impacting my branding and how I position my services. Um, And of course, like the more visible things might change, like the way I interact and communicate with you guys and things like the cadence of my emails and what I use different channels for. But I want to let you know, and I want to finish off with something that you can take from this episode because it's something that I've learned in all of this. I am not someone who waits. The biggest killer of progress is waiting until you've got the perfect logo or until you've got the beautiful branding or until you've got the website or whatever that is. If that's you and you're listening to this, please take, even if what I've just said in these last two episodes is irrelevant really to you, But you recognize in yourself that you've been waiting, waiting for the right idea or the perfect way to describe it to people or the best website designer or saving up until you can work with that branding expert and then you'll get the logo and then you'll do the thing. Just start practicing. Honestly, just start practicing. Allow yourself to be shit. Allow yourself to be a beginner. Allow yourself to be messy and learn out loud because not only will it serve you and others so much more because you'll be in the in the momentum of doing it, you'll also develop a different relationship with yourself as well. You'll develop a relationship with yourself that says, do you know what? You don't need to get this perfectly for it to be your first really good iteration of this work. You don't need to wait till you have the logo to look perfect on the outside. You don't need to uphold this perfect external identity you don't need to do that in order to make a valuable contribution you really don't and so i hope that if anything that's what you take from this episode because this is me doing that. I haven't changed my website. I haven't changed my podcast art. I haven't changed my logo. Nothing's changed. And for many of you listening, you'll be listening to these past couple of episodes thinking I knew all of this already because it's actually what's been going on behind the scenes in my business for a long time. Hopefully what you can hear is there's a change within me. I am more able to own who I best serve and I'm able to do that outwardly. And that's taken working through a lot of inner shit to be able to get to this point so i hope that at the end of this episode you got what you came for and if anything it's inspired you to stop waiting around and get going on whatever it is that you're feeling a bit stuck on that you're feeling a bit of resistance in making meaningful progress towards so all of that said <laughs> i hope that This episode has served you. I hope that part one of this episode has served you as well. I've loved recording it, and I'm loving stepping into who I'm becoming as a business owner and what that means for my business, Thrive Life and Business. And as always, if this resonates, and if you've been listening to this thinking yes, I want to I go deeper into this work and I would like to inquire about your services, the link will be in the show notes for you to do that. Otherwise, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.